Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another Crypto Maniacs podcast. And the big news, I guess, today is uh, he's back, folks. After uh, after surviving the uh, the hurricane, dude, it, uh, that was a gong show for you guys, man. Like it still is. Like wow. Well, and keep in mind, I'm on the other side of the state, so I mean, we we got hit with some winds. But obviously, nowhere near the uh, impact that like Cape Coral and and Sanibel, you know, got when it hit land. I mean, they were over 150 plus, right. and of course, then <clears throat> they had the storm surge and and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we had an adventure, and we're we were on the good side of this one. So uh, over there, it's just I, I can imagine it's still a mess. It's. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's what happens when you live on a fucking peninsula? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the middle, of, you know, the middle of the Caribbean Sea, um, it in the Gulf of Mexico too. It's uh, I, I was, you know, my wife and I were kind of watching some of the the aerial footage of Fort Myers Beach, and just the before and afters. It's just it's it's madness, man. It's crazy. Just uh, just a gong show of of storm surge over there so yeah uh well, one thing we have to keep in mind i read i read an article that made a lot of sense it was by a guy who lives up in tampa and he actually evacuated went to orlando uh but he talked about how you know basically the media is is totally full of crap and the sensationalism and uh he showed an old clip uh from a couple of years ago where all the media outlets were in the same area filming the mm. same devastation uh and two of the news anchors were like waist deep in water in the same area and they were like making it like it was widespread and mm. you know the storm surge was supposed to be incredible up in tampa tampa bay was supposed to bury the city of tampa and it didn't happen and you know i mean i'm not downplaying the devastation but the media sensationalized that there were bad areas but all in all the state did pretty good in the the path it took once it hit land, it actually went through one of the le lesser populated areas as across the state. It didn't didn't go up the coast to Tampa. It didn't go, come across really in Orlando. It came across in, you know, southern Polk County and, and areas that aren't very heavily populated. And, of course, as it's over land, it loses some of its punch. So mm. all in all, one of those things that could have been a lot worse, but... Uh, you know, every area has its situations. I mean, I laugh at you about your cold and when you're pissing and moaning that, you know, there's icicles hanging from your, your beard. Uh, well, this is what I have to put up with so I don't have icicles hanging from my, well, I don't have beard, from nose hairs or ear hairs or whatever. Uh, you know, this is how I enjoy the warm uh, winters is I got to put up with the wind. And, you know, when the wind blows here, it can get cra rather crappy, but... I, I realize every area is screwed years ago because I always thought like, you know, Iowa, what could happen? And, 
you know, years yeah. ago, the Mississippi flooded and half of Iowa was underwater. I'm like, if Iowa can get natural disasters and catastrophic, it doesn't matter where you are. California earthquakes. Yeah, Canada. well, I guess well, Sandy, well, San Diego's on a fault line, so I guess that kind of sucks. But, I mean, that's like the perfect weather, right? Like San Diego's like the Well, but, weather. yeah, and they, they can get uh, – they can get – I don't think they get them very much, but it is – potential for the i guess they call them cyclones over there to hit and yeah i mean san diego's mm. on the fault line they i guess they get earthquakes i don't know um you know yeah all of california could fall into the ocean and will fall into the ocean at some point you know probably awesome. not during our lifetimes and you know you you get drought you get flooding you get blizzards you get avalanches you get ice storms you get hurricanes you get I mean, it's, you know, I thought the Northeast, well, they're pretty safe up there. They don't get much. And then hurricanes run up the coast and blast New York or Massachusetts or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it just shows that, uh, you know, I, I, I realized how important electricity is, how important the Internet is. And, you know, unfortunately, those people in, in Western Europe may be in for a rough winter and with the natural gas and. The, the energy issues. <clears throat> you need energy. I mean, everybody, times. everybody talks about, well, you know, how, how, how cold weather. I mean, if you don't keep warm, you can freeze to death. If depending on where you are. I mean, I can piss and moan about, Oh, it's so hot. The AC's out, you know, the ACE, the power's out. I'm not going to die. Um, right, up where you guys are, you don't have energy in the middle of January. That could oh, yeah. be catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it, it's uh it's quite the place where we live. Um it's kind of it, it's it's the prairies, middle of nowhere, Alberta. Um, and you know, you don't you, the odd wildlife you get and kind of going off here on on ra random stuff on a Tuesday. Uh but there's it's it's plains, it's the plain states. Like so you could see your dog run away for five miles, like basically, yeah. like you know, it's I'm taking my kid to school this morning and I got pictures. I put it on my Facebook wall. I might put it up on, 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 on hive too. Um, but, uh, there was a big bull moose walking across the, like the, the road in front of us, um, driving my kid to school and like a moose in the middle of the prairies is pretty rare. Um, but that's what I dealt with this morning. Do you get high winds there? High winds? Yeah. Powerful winds. <laughs> Yeah, not not as much as southern Alberta. Like southern Alberta's got the Chinook winds and everything, but where I'm still out in the middle of nowhere. So when a wind comes, it you know, there's nothing stopping it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is you know, once it gets going, it's like you got five miles of clear path and nothing to break it up. Yeah, yeah, it's good times, good times. But that was, um, but I'm sure people came to listen to me and you. Yeah, talk yeah, about the, the, the the crypto weather Meese. channel. Uh, you know, now, now we're gonna have John. Uh, what's what's the weather like in Boston for the next three days, John? Uh, it's gonna be wicked pissa. That's what it's gonna <laughs> be in Boston. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you wouldn't fit there. You you actually have R R is in your alphabet, not yeah. two H's like in Boston. Not to a I gotta go to the bar. It's far. I'm not gonna get my car. Yeah, it, it's very odd. I listen. I hate the sports teams in Boston. Like detest each and every one of them with a passion. But the city is awesome. That whole part of the country, especially this time of year, absolutely beautiful. 
gorgeous. Fall leaves, amazing. Anyways, enough of that. Enough of that. Crypto. It's 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 crypto mania. Well, we were moving about. into the crypto sports show. There's crypto, crypto sports, sports talk. Well, I I told you before. Hey, we went live, three I and one, three and one for those giants. Of course, now we get like real games and we stop playing the uh, minor league team. So. Yeah, we're 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 three and one too, but uh, yeah, no. but you guys play better teams, and we got like Green Bay and London, so we'll get crushed. And then we got like good teams, and it's like okay, well, the fun's over. But oh, that's good. Don't worry, man. Enjoy it, G man. I'm rooting for you. Um, so I mentioned to you before we went live that uh, I have a little bit of a rant, and uh, it's it's crypto related, but not so. So I was trying with all my power. It's not even all my power. I was hoping crossing fingers uh that i'd be able to get to splinter fest that is mm-hmm. starting this week in las vegas and if people are not aware of it um this is the first ever uh splinterlands offline conference meetup uh extravaganza and i was you know i i was so excited blaine and i were gonna meet we were gonna go down there and meet up and we were going to go and a whole bunch of people from the CTP community were going. Obviously, the Splinterlands community is going. It's quite the, quite the event. Uh, my rant is, is that even though my glorious country decided to lift the ban so um, us unvaccinated folk can travel to and from, uh, your country has yet to lift it. So I'm not allowed into your country because I don't have my, uh, my needle. So uh, I'm very upset because I really wanted to go to Splinterfest. Uh, I found my passport and everything. Had to dust it off because I haven't been in the States in like half a decade. Uh, but um, I'm upset, man. I was really looking forward to going to Splinterfest. And it's only about a day's drive from here. So it's extra annoying to me. So that's my rant. America. Well, I, I told Dan that, you know, Dan Dan's really promoting Mexico and saying, you know, how bad America is, how great Mexico is. And I said, okay, well, I'll be the guy swimming across the Rio Grande the other way, trying to get into Mexico illegally. He said, don't worry, I know a guy who'll get you in. <laughs> I, I know a guy, right? I, I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who can get you in. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it, it's... I mean, I don't know. It's it's the absurdity of it, and and you know we can get into a lot of different things. Uh, I, I mean, it all stems, and this does lead into crypto. It, it comes down to freedoms. It comes down yeah. to tyranny. You know, it comes down to these layers of the system that are erected, and and have been over decades whether you look at money whether you look at banking whether you look at regulation whether you look at the healthcare system whether you look at uh, the politics and and i don't know i think you have it pretty much in canada the two party system uh which pretty we have here three, which is two you know, and, and the two-party system is really one because it's like, okay, everything is theater. Uh, you look at the, the work environment, the corporate world, all of this stuff, it, it, you know, there's none of it that you can really point to, in my opinion, and say, this advances freedom. And now you can argue what's at the cause and, and where where the root is and what yeah. you need to attack. Is it government? Is it major corporations? Is it money system? Is it the, the banking system? What is it? 
But I think with cryptocurrency, but unfortunately, cryptocurrency is being uh, uh, prostituted and the original tenants values uh, of cryptocurrency, which, again, aren't much different than the tenants and values that the original that Internet people had, uh, are now being lost because, of course, it's Lambos and money and Wall Street and, you know, how do I get rich and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, that's what we have to keep fighting. We have to keep building the infrastructure. And, you know, you cannot depend on. And I think the situation with Ethereum the last couple of weeks is, you know, and maybe it's people's minds running away from them. I don't know. But mm -hmm. we obviously have major centralization issues with Ethereum have been exposed. And now people are starting to say, including me, well, since no, but none of these countries are in China are really ready for a CBDC, do they build something on Ethereum. Now, all of a sudden, they use Ethereum infrastructure, which is global for their CBDCs, and then they can rush them out. And, you know, these are certain things that are starting to come in. You have in the United States, the SEC just going hell bent and, you know, everything's a security and we're, we're, we're just going to go after everything. And who gives a shit what the laws are? We'll write them as, as we go through enforcement. Uh, and this is what we're up against. So, you know, we have to keep building the infrastructure. We have to keep decentralizing our token or distributing our token. Excuse me. We have to keep working on protecting HBD and pushing it further out and having derivatives and, and removing the attack vectors because this is so important. Same with um, threads. You know, Leo Finance came with threads. It's a container built on Hive. It's at the base layer. This is not exclusive to Leo Finance. Yet I have yet to see another front end tap into it. We need other front ends to tap into it. So if LeoFinance.io gets whacked, you still can use threats. You can still mm. put out your quote unquote online tweets to get the information out there, to get the immutable information out there. So your voice can still be heard. Um, you know, this is where I think it is crucial. Well, you know, going back to where you're talking about with all this all the you know the the powers that be remember this is all for our protection task you know yeah it, i know it's I know. completely for it's you know grown adults can cannot you know make our own decisions so we need the government big brother well, to, that that that's why there's in the united states and i presume canada has a similar uh rule or law in place of the credit investor you know yeah. you're just too unless you have a lot of money you're just too stupid right to invest right. as yeah unless we tell you what you can invest in because you're just too dumb, bloody stupid. You don't have yeah. enough money to be intelligent. That That's, you know, and, and, you know, just like you said, this is, this is about freedom and, and I'm not going to try to get too political because I'm, I'm, I'm dude, I'm sometimes I vote this. Sometimes I vote that I'm, you know, I don't I'm, even I'm, vote. That's how political I am. <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing is, is like, I take that back. I, I just like everybody. I vote for high proposals and I vote for Very witnesses nice. on high. So I do vote, but I don't vote in the political campaigns uh, or the political elections. I don't vote in them uh, in the I, United States. This is the, this this is why crypto. I I truly believe 
has not yet become mass adopted. It's not that we don't have the technology there. It's not that we don't have the scalability, even though there's just some issues. It's that I think that the powers that be know that this this de- de- decouples their ability to control people. And, you know, again, a little conspiracy theorist with our little tinfoil hats on, uh, like George Carlin famously said, it's a big party and you and I aren't in it. And that's what it's been like until crypto. Now, crypto comes along and here comes the ability for people to basically bank themselves. Uh, being an accredited, you don't need to be an accredited investor, especially on Hive. If you believe in a project, you delegate Hive power to them. Um, that's your investment. Or you, or you, you buy you know, the fucking token. You buy, buy the, the token. token. And if you lose your money, tough crap. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it, like, am I going, like, hell-bent that a token I bought on Hive Engine went to zero? Like, no. I mean, it's like, oh, I need to call the SEC because of this? But, but well, you didn't, but think of Mark Cuban. He got into Ethereum. He was talking about DeFi on Ethereum, how wonderful it is, until he got rug pulled. Then, then he started calling for regulation. Of course. You know. Yeah. And he is an accredited investor. And, and you know, that's the mindset. It's like, well, you were the dumbass who thought you were entitled to 10,000% return APR for right. the first 22 days or whatever. And, oh, it turned out to be a scam. Gee, what a shock. I, like, is, do you think this is why? Is it is it because, like, people are just, like, we can't have good things? Is that why, or is, or is there really like we almost like are not mature enough to handle this, or is it just like what is it that's stopping us as a as a species to 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 say okay enough of this? We we're, can we're, we're, this. we're 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 pussies, we're wimps. I mean, really, it, it's people don't take responsibility. They they they. Blame everybody else. And, and a lot of it is the education system these days. They, they, they churn out obedient little bots so we can prepare you to get a job, not to run a business, not to start your own company, to get a job. Yeah, and right. then we prepare you to follow the rules and, you know, do what HR says and do what your manager says and all this other stuff. Uh, but, you know, the favorite game of, of, I mean, I, I've said for years, the national pass on the United States is not baseball. It's, it's blaming. Blame everybody else. Oh, and that's what politics is. It's, you know, the Republicans blame the Democrats. The Democrats blame the Republicans. Both sets of, of politicians now blame the Fed. And it's like, wait a second. You were the assholes who shut down the global economy. Gee, yeah, you wonder right. why we have supply chain issues because you assholes shut down the economy. Oh, well, it's all the Fed's fault. You know, not that the Fed's blameless, but this <laughs> Fed didn't cause this one. They caused a lot of shit, but they didn't cause this one. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's no no personal responsibility. It's not just politicians, unfortunately. It extends to every layer. And you look at the waistline of people. You look at the health of people. You look at the family uh, uh, atmosphere. You look at marriages. You look at children being raised or not being raised, I should say. You look at people's work ethic. You look you look at all this stuff, and it's, it's like, why aren't we advancing? Because... Nobody takes responsibility. Mark Cuban's a prime example. Here he gets rug pulled and he won't take responsibility. Oh, well, you know, the government needs to regulate this. No, you got to stop being a dumbass and putting your money in stupid ass projects. It's your own damn fault. Nobody forced you to hit the send button for you to put your Ethereum or whatever the coin is in that project. You did it of your own free will. Be a man. Look in the mirror and say, I did it. I was stupid. That was a mistake. I'm not going to do that again. 
and learn from it. You know, and like you said, I'm the same as you. I put money in Hive Engine tokens. Not a lot, but I put them in and they went to zero. Now, do I blame the project? Do I blame so-and-so for putting up a post? Do I blame, you know, whoever wrote about it? No, I, I made the decision. It's my own damn fault. You know, if I wanted to not lose the money, I shouldn't have put it in there. Now, probably I knew going in, it was a flyer. That's why I didn't put a lot of money in and say, hey, if this works out, I get 100x. If it doesn't work right. out, I get zero. Fine. If you're willing to gauge the risk reward, do it or don't. If you're not willing to accept the consequences, and this is like we talked about, uh, not last time I was on, but last week, <clears throat> about the market. If you're dumb enough to think that bear markets do not take place, you don't belong in the markets. Mm. Go buy a certificate of deposit or go buy a treasury bond or go buy something safe or go take your money out in cash and put it under your mattress. Do whatever you want, but get that out of the market because you don't belong. Take responsibilities. Yes, markets will go up. FOMO happens. It's exciting. If you didn't take profits, that's your own damn fault because there will be a bear market at some point. It's guaranteed. And if you're in the market, stop hissing and moaning right now. It's a bear market. There will be a bull market at some point. I can't tell you when. I just can tell you this fall, this winter, this next spring, some point in time, there will be a bull market. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it'll last, the bear, but there will be a bull. If you're still in, then you have the opportunity and you should learn the lesson of not taking the profits when you could have. Or learn the lesson that, you know what, I'll ride the ups and downs because I believe in what I'm in. And I'm not looking at where I'm at in 2022. I'm looking at 2028, 2030. If you have a long-term focus and dependent on the asset, okay, that might be a valid way to go. Like with Bitcoin, with Tesla, with Apple, you know, some of these things that do have some good long-term prospects. You know, this, you know, beating a dead horse and stuff we always talk about here. Um, but, you know, maybe someone needs to hear this today. Uh, this is why use case is so important. Fun story. I don't know if you were paying it. To, well, you know, you've kind of been going through power outages and stuff in Florida. But over the past couple of uh, days or maybe even a week or so, Hive has been a part of this online poll battle. Battle of the blockchains thing. I, I kind of saw a little bit about it. I didn't get into it. And like you said, I missed most a part of it because I was down. So, so we we got to the final, right? I mean, Hive is just, especially Hive Twitter, filled with real people, heaven forbid. Um, and, you know, the, the community came together and got us to um, the, the final battle, let's say. And this is, you know, I'm going to go over the play-by-play -play here. It was absolutely hilarious to watch because we were we were up and then all of a sudden in the span of like five minutes, like 1800 votes went to Proton. I don't even I've never heard of this blockchain in my life. It's apparently a thing. Never heard of it. But they in the so, you know, the, the whoever owns this blockchain and we'll get to that in a second paid for the bots, paid for bots to come and vote for this poll. And this wasn't a poll for, by like. Binance. It wasn't a pull by like you know coin market cap or something. This was a pull by some dude. Just some dude put up a battle of the blockchains, got a whole bunch of followers on Twitter because of it, and got someone on Proton to actually buy eighteen hundred votes for this blockchain. Of course, Proton then wins because we don't have eighteen hundred bots to flood 
the the vote with and you know we're, we're kind of like you know people on hive are kind of calling it out like this is bull like what are you guys doing like really you cheated over a poll like this and the guy's like someone from proton's like well our ceo is a marketing expert and they and <laughs> We're just like the hive community and myself. I'm reading this. I can going, just imagine that person got probably got blasted. CEO. Yeah, of CEO of a blockchain. That's what I'm thinking. Like these guys are literally promoting that. First of all, they used bots. And second of all, that they have a CEO and a head of marketing for that blockchain. And it's just like, this is all, it's all bull. It's all bull. People saying they want decentralization in crypto. It's all, it's all bogus folks. They want green candles. That's all they want. That's all they want. They don't care about decentralization. They don't care about actually having the technology behind these products. And they most certainly don't care about use case because if they did, guess who would win 10 times out of 10? It's Tron. Tron, for sure. Like, I, you know, you know. Another one, you know, like look at there, there, there's this thing, um, uh, crypto dude, really good guy, follow, follow, he's part of the hive and he's he, he's on Twitter all the time. And he was, uh, Binance put a thing up this morning, like, what's the what, what blockchain has the most use case and the littlest, um, recognition? And then, you know, he puts hive, you know, because he's 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 a hivian. And then there's some bot that comes on the bottom with a screenshot of Solana with like a million users and like no, no other blockchain near it. It's like, yeah, guess why? <laughs> it's like, Tron's got trillions of users, but they're all bots. All of these blockchains are well, not Well, and bots. to give Tron credit, at least it stays up. Solana, from what I'm reading, can't even stay up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well. <clears throat> anyways, that's my you, you, you know I'm a fan of the work of, of They Call Me Dan and, and Starkers. And they've been pounding that what you've been saying for a while and you're right they don't care till they care and they're going to care right. when this shit starts suddenly a lot of people are caring a lot about ethereum and it, it's token distribution now that they switched to proof of stake nobody mm -hmm. gave a shit before now coin voting is suddenly getting a, a even a worse rap because the second largest blockchain it's realized the coin voting as it's set up and it's not coin voting it's proof of stake coin voting is a problem. And the fact that if you have the most stake in the in the pool of blockchain production, if you have 60% of the stake, you got a 60% chance of validating any block. Well, yeah. the laws of averages are going to play out that you're probably going to be somewhere in that area long term. You're going to be maybe 58, 62, somewhere in there. But it's all going to work out that you're, that that pool is going to do 60% of the blocks. And, you know, this is a problem and suddenly everybody's starting to realize it. And, you know, you start to see Elon and and uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, Deso, And it's like everybody on Twitter said, Jack's trying to build Hive. Well, guess what? I've been saying for years, Hive's a blockchain Vitalik wants to create. He's trying to create hype, but he can't. He's stuck in, in what he's stuck in. So Ethereum land. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, and I freely admit I've been brainwashed by Dan and Starkers. I've listened to him. I'm on CPT. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what they say makes sense. And, uh, 
you know, there is a lot of problems with Ethereum having the smart contracts at the base layer. You know, I do believe in Hive and the idea of taking as much as you can off the base layer of non-essentials, non-important stuff. Hive, we got our account management system. We have our baseline social media. We, of course, have our distributed ledger, the token, stuff like that, governance. All of that's at the base layer. But, you know, smart contracts have to be built at the second layer. Token creation, your, your equivalent of ERC-20, which comes from your smart contract, second layer. You know, liquidity pools at your second layer. All this stuff at your second layer. Um, you know, but... It's not a, it's not a concern till it becomes a concern. And algorithmic stable coins, I mean, that made uh, the the bill in Congress, which seems shelved, it'll appear next year, I guarantee it, and, and probably go through, where they'll temporarily or permanently ban algorithmic stable coins. Well, that created quite a stir on hot, and I'm sitting there like, why? <laughs> they can't do anything. You know, what are they going to do? I mean, they could, I guess, technically say in the United States, it's illegal for you to hold it. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, what are they going to go knock on Freedom Store and say you can't have any of that HPD? Who the hell's yeah, Freedom? Right. We don't even know. I mean, we, yeah. we don't know, let alone the government. So, you know, that's where it comes back to the infrastructure. Keep building the infrastructure, distributing the token, keep getting this stuff as far away from each and any one of ourselves as possible. That's why Dan and Starkers, they airdrop the stuff. They get the same stuff as everybody else because now you nobody can say it's theirs. We turn it over to community. I mean, we're not the governance. We're just voting based upon our stake, which is an airdrop based upon that everybody else got. Right. That's the important thing. And, you know, when USDC, I wrote about that this morning, you know, when they get their, their their nuts in a ringer and they have to adhere to the regulations and be a bank. And then even worse, they get bought out by J.P. Morgan or Goldman Sachs. Uh, you know, Coinbase, I think, is ultimately going to end up in the same position where they get bought out by one of the big banks. All of a sudden, you're sitting in a situation where people say, oh, my God, now J.P. Morgan or Goldman Sachs controls my USDC. Mm. Yeah, they do. Mm. Welcome to reality. So that's why I keep promoting HBD. That's why I keep promoting the decentralized, the decentralization of Hive's node system. That's why I keep talking about Speak Network's decentralized node system on layer two that they're building and Honeycomb and what, you know, another friend of the show, Disregard Fiat, what he's building and half, depending on how that rolls out, even though I don't quite fully understand you know, how the server makeup is, but I think that's something that's open source software. So anybody can use it and, and duplicate it and stuff like that. So this is what we have to do. And this is what CTP has to do. This is what Leo Finance has to do. Every step of the way, you have to keep pushing the governance. You have to be pushing this further out, that further out, duplicating it, redundancy, everywhere we can. That's why I said Leo Finance threads has to be duplicated on other front ends so it's there mm. you know i wrote about the internal exchange and put out that you know in, in one of my articles to my knowledge i mean it only goes through high block and somebody said ecency has this tied into their app where you can go on the internal exchange that's great okay there's a second option well guess what we need four more right, tap yeah, into the yeah. internal exchange i mean you know, two is not enough. Let's get more uh, with that front end. And, you know, even if it's not tied to your 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 uh, 
even if it's not tied directly to Leo Finance, create a standalone app. But at yeah. least you get into it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know it's well, I mean, well, you know what? I'll ask you this, like, because this goes back to the original thing: do people even care? Because you you see, you see Hive as the 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 better mousetrap. It's it's got it all. It's got everything you could possibly want. Like you said, it's the blockchain Vitalik's trying to build. But then people just they want their 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 Coinbase, their ease of use. They want their jp morgan accounts they want they want all this stuff they say they want crypto and freedom and decentralization but like you said as soon as something goes wrong everyone's screaming regulation like is i'll answer that in 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 two ways first off it's like on social media they don't care till their account gets banned till they get whacked then they care um so I would agree with you. Yes, they don't care till there's a problem. Then they start caring. The other thing is what you're hearing or what you're you're espousing is a Western mindset, is a developed world mindset. And, you know, it's easy for me to sit in the United States, you to sit in Canada or people sit in, you know, Western Europe where we have a relatively stable banking system. You know, yes, the bankers are crooks. We know that. But at least, you know, at least I understand the bankers. They're all about greed. And so you know where their power angle comes from. So they're easy to size up. Um, but you go into the Nigerias of the world, you go into the Ghanas of the world, you go into the Indias of the world, you go into the Malaysias of the world, you go into these, you know, even Argentina or Venezuela, and you get into a totally different situation than you and I are accustomed to, John. And that's why I think when I see the statistics of Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, uh, Malaysia, India, and, and the, the adoption rate of cryptocurrency increasing in those countries, I think it's extremely vital because that's really where the wave can come from because they're dealing with horrific economic conditions. They're dealing with horrific banking systems. They're dealing with horrific political systems. They're dealing with horrific... Um, currency situation. So they have a much deeper layer of pain than you and I do. And so because of that, I think they need cryptocurrency even more because it starts to get around a lot of that shit. And Mm -hmm. obviously that's why you see the Nigerian government and the Indian government. I mean, they're far ahead of the United States and Europe and Canada in terms of their fight against crypto and the regulation and all this other stuff is probably because it's such a threat to their overt corruption. Not that we don't have corruption in in our countries. We certainly do. It's just not as overt. And uh, I think that's a bigger premise because those those people are used to being beaten down a lot more. I mean, uh, you know, you want to talk about a bank run in the United States. In the United States, there I think it's 250,000 deposits are insured. So if bank goes down, as long as you have less than 250,000 in account, you're safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happened in 2008. Banks were being closed left and right, and people didn't lose their money. You take that away, and you have some dude who has 125,000 in a, in a bank account, which why would you do that? But people do. 
and or in let's say a payroll account all of a sudden the bank closes over the weekend you can't make next week's payroll and the money's gone you then will see major blowback but that's a common occurrence in a lot of these countries i mean they put money in the bank and it's like oh you never did that we have no record of it and that's the level of corruption they they are confronted with so cryptocurrency uh solves that hbd solves that I've said anybody in these countries, I mean, everybody's complained about how, how all these currencies drop against the U.S. dollar. Well, get HBD. Get HBD and and then you're protected against a drop in the dollar because, you know, HBD is tied in a unit of account to the dollar. Hmm. So you're protected. If your currency drops by 20%, guess what happens? When you go to swap it out to get back in your currency, you'll be 20% ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah see, like, is a, a dream, dream for us everywhere. everywhere. Um, something you mentioned, and I uh, share a story, a story time with Django. Um, you mentioned people don't care about this until it happens to them. Yep. And I'm going to share a story. You've heard this before, but maybe new listeners to the show have not heard this. Um, I come from the background of online business and online marketing. Uh, I've been in business for myself mm-hmm. since late 1990s early 2000s i got involved in this company back then called paypal uh basically when it started so when elon musk was the owner of paypal that's when i got into this uh stuff and used it because before that to send and receive payments you guys don't even understand what it was like you literally had to send physical checks or there was this thing called e-gold where you had to get digital gold, you had to get physical gold, transfer it into digital gold, and then that's how you would send and receive payments, or you'd write a check and send it snail mail. It was archaic. You can't believe it now. But I jumped into PayPal. I was a PayPal customer from like 2001 to 2018, 2017, or whatever. So it was like 17 years of using PayPal. Throughout those years, this is what PayPal was famous for. Your account has been frozen. Your account has been frozen. Your account, this is what was coming up with PayPal customers for years and years and years. My response was always like, oh, you must be doing something shady. It'll never happen to me because I'm above the board. Everything I do is legit. It'll never happen to me. That's because of you. I didn't care about the problems people were having with PayPal literally shutting their accounts down. Completely shutting accounts, no recourse. You couldn't do anything. It ruined my business because so many people were getting shut down, but it would never happen to me, Task. Never. Then in April of 2017, I got the email. Your account is shut down. You can't get it back. Don't even send us a a support ticket. You're done. Why? Because I had broken their acceptable use policy. Now, I haven't changed anything I've done for 17 years, but one day they have it in their terms that you agreed to. Time to put on your big boy pants. When you sign up to this stuff, you agree to it. They have it in their acceptable use policy that they can change that at any time. They have it. It's in their terms of service. You, They can change what they deem acceptable at any time. So they changed what they deemed acceptable And my account got shut down after 17 years of paying for two mortgages, putting my kid through school, paying bills, everything, you name it, nothing. 
it would never happen to me task. It would never happen to me. I guarantee you guys, everyone out there, especially you web two people that love your YouTube's account, your YouTube's account, all you guys out there that love your PayPal account, all you guys that love your, 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 your stable coins. It doesn't happen. It doesn't matter until it happens to you. And I guarantee you the sun rises in the East and sets in the West. It will happen to you. Because it's, it happens to everyone when you're not in control of your own finances. So that's And even if it doesn't happen to you, it could. It could, yep. It could. And oh, so I dodged it, it for 17 years. You yeah. know, thinking I would never get hit. So. And, and you know, I mean, it, it's like going back to Trump being shut down on Twitter and people saying, oh, well, he deserves it. He, you know radical right wing, wing neo-Nazi, whatever. You want to see the left have a couch? Start shutting some of those people down. Uh, and they won't do it because those platforms tend to be run by leftists. But what happens if a right wing platform becomes a popular medium? Not, not a right wing platform, but a platform run by right wingers uh, who build the infrastructure. And that becomes popular and then those people start to say oh you're spreading hate speech because of that left-wing propaganda and no. they start to those people down you'll see the left scream in the high heaven about it and that's the thing you know what's acceptable today tomorrow like you said if they change their terms of service may not be or who's in control today all of a sudden somebody in control tomorrow through an election through you know taking control whatever they could come after you or it could be the same people just decide, OK, we're going to go after, uh, you know, we're not only going to go after that, those cryptocurrency people. Now we're going to go after all online businesses because Gensler says that's a security. But that's what's happening. You're seeing that it's harder and harder. Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to name names, but we have a payment processor on top of Hive Pay and everything we use for Hive. Uh, and um they they've been serving us great you know for four years but i know at the drop of the dime they'll shut us down in a second we actually got a notice from them the other day saying hey what do you sell because we need to look at what you sell and you know as soon as I, I sent it off to blaine i was like oh here we go again you know like it was like oh here we go um and but everything's fine i mean for now you know we sent we sent off all the documentation they needed and there everything's fine so right now we're okay but just like you said it could change at the drop of a dime and who's ever in power or whatever the, 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 the popular opinion is of the day, mm -hmm. right? It, that's where that company will go because that company yep. doesn't care about what's right or wrong. They care about what their shareholders, what their owners, what they Uh-oh, I think he froze. Why, you know, the beginning of this, why crypto is so important is because it's the freedom. The freedom, I'm, I don't need to be getting censored on Hive. I don't need to worry about my HBD or my Hive being taken away unless I do something stupid. <laughs> Personal responsibility. That, that's true on high, but now with the way Ethereum shaped up, if that Ethereum pool, the, the major Ethereum pool doesn't like you, or they're in bed with the government, or they're in the bed with JP Morgan, or, you know, I wrote an article how Deutsche Telekom is 
setting up a, 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 a node. And, you know, if they're setting up a node, you can foresee the big banks. You can see everybody setting up a node um, because, you know, to them, 45K is nothing. Um, they could, you know, that's a rounding error on their balance sheet. So they could go out and get 45K worth of Ethereum or, or you know, the 32 Ethereum, whatever it, it amounts to in USD and set up this node. But then guess what? You know, if they if if all JP Morgan people stake their Ethereum with the JP Morgan node and JP Morgan becomes the biggest node processor, guess what? You have a blockchain that's run by JP Morgan and they can do whatever the hell they want. And, you know, then you can probably see a 51% attack because they process most of the blocks. I always knew there was a reason why I didn't like Ethereum. Well, but th this this holds for, for most of the blockchains outside oh, of Bitcoin. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, you, you've looked at all these Bitcoin forks or all these proof of work forks that have been 51% uh, attacked. It's happened over the years. Um, then you look at some of these others, especially the Dan Larimer creations. Look at the token distribution. I mean, he keeps going to the same thing. He, he creates, he creates coin voting, but then he prostitutes it by having stupid, distribution you know he did it with the ninja mine on on steam he did probably something similar on bit shares you know as eos in spite of the one year long I, ico had a terrible distribution you know high fixed it because we forked it out and we took the ninja mine and we threw it in the doubt and said this is non-governance voting oh. so you know it, it's like and governance is starting to get looked at and be talked about, and that's a good thing because it is very important. But I go back to what, what the CTT guys say. I mean, how how can you do it with a founder stake? How can you do it with venture capital? How can you do it with, you know, these insiders? You can't. It doesn't happen. So the only way we are going to progress with some of these chains is for the communities to fork it. And fork out the founder stake or the ninja mind stake, whatever term you want to use. And you know what? EOS, the EOS community should fork, just say, screw you. Fork block, fork EOS and fork out the block one stake. Say, sorry, you, you're done. You you screwed up. You get nothing. And we're moving. I do. I, I like, you, I never look at charts. Like, I never look at the coin market cap, coin gecko, nothing. Like, I never did. And you're just talking about EOS, EOS, or whatever the hell. I don't even know what it's called. Um, and that was, that was a top 10 token forever, forever, forever. Like that was just yeah. like, you know, it was like the second coming, right? This was going to, this was going to be the, the Ethereum killer, the steam killer, the hive killer. It was, it's going to kill everything. Do you know where it is right now? No idea. What, what would you guess? Like, you remember this was a top five token too. It was like. 145. It was like, it's, it's 45th. 45th. I got the 45 right. You got the 45 right. Yeah. 45th on, on coin market. I can't load, I uh, can't load corn gecko. So I'm assuming it's the same. Um, That's crazy. Me. This shows me what I, we've been harping about on this, on this podcast for months and if not years, use case is important. You can have all of the, the, the hype, you remember when they bought voice.com? Remember voice? That was going to be the, the killer. I see it with another blockchain. 
by a bunch of developers that ran the Steam blockchain that decided not to go with Hive. They wanted to build their own. I see this all the time. You can have the best tech in the world. You can have the the best white paper in the world. You can have the smartest people behind it. Dan Larimer is probably one of the smartest people on the planet. Okay, but if you don't have people, if you don't have use case, you don't have you have nothing. And I'm not talking community, just a bunch of blowhards on Twitter that are trying to pump the price. I'm talking about actual people that use this stuff. You have nothing. You have nothing. And and all of these people are starting to realize it. I think they are slowly. Um, but without people, without actual use case, what do you have? Nothing. Thanks for listening to my rant. Well, and, and part of that, what you're describing, centralization in the law in the short term is a lot more efficient. It's a lot more powerful. But in right. the long run, decentralization eats up centralization because of innovation. And so when you have a centralized system, whatever it is, in this instance, we're talking blockchain, innovation gets stunted. Now, with Hive, we have a totally different situation because you have the capability because of the token distribution, because of the node structure, that people can innovate. So CTP can do their stuff. Speak Network can do their stuff. Leo Finance can do their stuff. Uh, Splinterlands can do their stuff. And there's a certain degree of overlapping. Now, you know, Splinterlands is a centralized company. They got their their business structure, which they have their owners. They do a lot of their stuff off chain. It's run on their servers. You load your tokens up there. Same as listeners. You're, you're going off chain. You're moving your CTP off chain. But it's still there's that overlap. And, you know, people are building, as we've talked with, with in, last month with all the Splinterland stuff, you know, people start to develop businesses around Splinterland. Right. Yep. So that's where you get your innovation and that's where you get your creativity. And so you look at a Peak D, which is an application on, on Hive, but then you look at HiveFest and how these guys are tied into and financed through the, the DHF. Uh, for open source software that they're trying to create for different things. And I think one of the things they are actually doing is is trying to update and do a, a different front end for the uh, internal exchange. But those are things that you start to see. And then you get to speak network doing layer two infrastructure. Then you get half. And you're not going to get that when you're dependent on Justin Sun and his developers for creating everything. And, and right. it's just not going to happen. And so that's where Hive in the short run might be a little slow on the uptake. But I think in the long run, we're going to start to pass most of what is out there because we have the scalability, we have the infrastructure, we have the technology, and we're building layer two infrastructure, half, speak network. We're starting to get other projects going different directions. We're getting gaming. Splinterlands is leading the charge there. But you have Rising Star, you have CyberX, you have, you know, Ragnarok being worked on. You have all these different games that, you know, uh, Exode, we've had a Lindos on, uh, you know, all in varying degrees of development. And I don't know what's going to be successful, what isn't. But when all of a sudden you got five, six, seven games moving forward at some pace, 
something's going to break through mm. some of them and you know this is simply what what it's about and you know i i think it's just like you said that's the community use case utility yeah. very very important and that's what when you come back to the hive token and i i focus on hbd a lot but people say well you know it's the same structures is ust and and terra well but there was no use case for that damn blockchain there was no use case for the backing token who the right. hell other in speculation who the hell cares about right. with right. hive and then after the hard fork which by the way is in a week if if it's still on for the 11th after a hard fork there's a bigger use case for hive you power it up you can delegate your your resource credits mm. yep i mean that that's a big major breakthrough compared to where we are right now. And so, you know, we may not get a lot of hard forks, but when they come, they have some potent stuff in them and it, it just creates a more powerful system. So, I just, I realized that is the 11th. So uh, for the hard fork, hard fork 26. So that means uh, our guest Brian of London next week will be, uh, it'll be a hard fork party. Yeah. And <laughs> He's a rather technical guy. I, that That's one of the reasons why I invited him on. I want to talk about this decentralization of infrastructure. And he seems to know a lot about it and have some ideas about it. So mm -hmm. I think that'll be an interesting conversation. But, you know, it, it's just the age-old battle uh, on Hive. And people talk about marketing and getting it known. And, and you and I, since we started this show, we've had the same view. We've espoused it. It's up to the applications to get the word out, to get users, to get people interested. And other than Splinterlands, nobody's done that. Hmm. And that's the difference is CTP has to get people to Hive. Not to Hive. They have to get people to listeners. They have to get people to project whatever you guys are calling the my my. Project task, we'll call it. Project, project task. task. I was going to call it Project Blankish. Blankish. No, yeah. pro Project Task, uh, the one that I like. Project you task, know, and yeah. you got other things. And, and, you know, that's where it comes down to. And you can build all the infrastructure, but people aren't drawn by infrastructure. They don't give a crap. They, no. they need to know. Use something. It's a game. People are attracted to Splinterlands, not because it's on high. People playing Splinterlands don't give a shit about high. They care yeah. about Splinterlands, and that's yeah. what Splinterlands does. I I was watching uh, Splinterlands uh, put out a tweet today, um, you know, and they one of the official sponsors is is Hive to the to Splinterfest, and uh, uh, the you know the the official Hive Blocks account tweets out that Crimson Clad is going to be doing a talk at Splinterfest, and she's going to be talking about Hive, and. And the Hiveblox account is like, yeah, this is the technology that Splinterlands like is on. And I'm sitting there reading it, and it's like it's so funny for us on Hive. We know this. We 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 wear it like a badge. Like Splinterlands is ours. Like ah, it's part of Hive. But for the majority of the people that actually play Splinterlands, and this is actually a good thing, they don't even know it's on Hive. It's in the background. It's 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 the it's the the tech it's the technical stuff that that runs your computer and the technical stuff that runs your iPhone or your your Google Android is the technical stuff that runs your TV. Do you know how a TV works? No, but everyone's got one. That's what yeah, we need. Yeah, but I had this conversation years ago. 
And he he basically said the same thing I, I've said about AWS. And he said, hi, well, at that time it was Steam. Right, we need right. to make it like AWS, where it's just in the background and nobody knows it's running. And, yeah. and obviously that's the approach they've taken with Splinterlands. It's like you said, he, he they they have been ex- successful. They promote Splinterlands. They don't promote Hive. Yeah. Now, the only thing that's tied to Hive is you need a Hive account to play Splinterlands, I think. And maybe you don't even, uh, I well, don't know. The, J, the, J, the custom JSONs and stuff is all on Hive. Right? I understand that, yeah. but, you know, people don't give a shit about custom JSON. Right, 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 right. right can right. you play Splinterlands without a Hive account? I don't think you can. You can't use a Google. No. Okay, so no. you need Hive account to play Splinterlands. So they use a Hive account management system. Yes, they use custom JSONs for certain things, but nobody cares about that. Um, and then you have your tokens and your assets. And the fact is that it's in your wallet. If you take it offline, okay, it goes to Hive Engine, but um, it's still in your Hive account or Hive-related account. Um, yeah. You know, that's sign up with Hive. That's what I've said for years. We need to get that out there. We have an account management system. Instead of sign up with Twitter, sign up with Google, sign up with uh, Facebook, sign up with Hive. Yeah. You know, have all these different projects integrate the high account hive account management system then people get a hive account then what they do with the app doesn't matter right yeah you know if if it's tokenized uh you know then you have access to your deluxe wallet and your your splinterland server and you know whatever you you your your list nerds account i mean you have the ability to get into all this stuff well, you, you and I have been talking about this for years and, and just before we get out of here, just, you know, how important this is that it's not up to Hive to promote Hive. It's up to the apps to promote the apps. And I the, the marketing is not everyone's screaming, oh, Hive needs a market. What are you marketing? A user? Like, what are you going to market? Like, come to Hive. Okay. How about come to an app that teaches you about mm-hmm. Hive? Now you're marketing the app. Not necessarily Hive. Yeah, if you're going to market Hive, you need to market to the developers. Yeah. But they won't won't necessarily come here because it's not the flashy token. Ethereum's the flashy. Solana's the flashy. So Yeah, but it's a pain he has to build upon. And so... Absolutely. So you you need to market to the developers. And and maybe maybe half is going to be a major uh, aid on this one. I don't know. Um, seems the people I've talked to who really understand development say half is going to be a major boom. We've had blog trades on a couple times. He said there's nothing out there like this. Um, you basically go to a blockchain, you got to be somebody on your team has to be a blockchain developer. They have to understand it. And especially if you're going with the EVMs, you better understand uh, solidity. Uh, with half, you don't need that. You just need to be a, a, a website developer and you can build on high. So, you know, that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's more to it than just building websites, but at least if we can take that learning curve out of it, we talk ease of use from the user perspective. There has to be an ease of use for the developer because not everybody yep. is C++ out there. Yep. Well, Blaine loves it. You know, we were talking about that yesterday. So, uh, if you know, this is this is the thing, and, and what's exciting is that we are a week away from this. Uh, we're a week away from from seeing 
um, a lot of this stuff that that should attract more development developers development. Um, and a lot of us, you know, users may not notice it right away, but this is the stuff that that matters and um, the, the back end stuff so that it continues to grow. So uh, I'm yeah, excited it, it, for it. it's um, like going into a desolate area. You know, yeah, we notice when new new hotels go up and new bars and shopping centers and all that. We don't pay attention when they're driving into the forest, clearing the forest for, for the road. Exactly. Um, you know, the infrastructure, the pipe, you know, the, the, that's very, very important. And I don't, I presume half will be released at the same time. I mean, it's not, it's not tied to the blockchain in the sense that, you know, the hard fork, they could do it at separate times. The intention from what I understood was they wanted to correlate them together. So I presume half will go live at the same time. Mm. Um, I don't know, but you know, that's beyond me, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of this hard fork is not sexy for you and I, the only thing we'll probably even notice is resource credits, but they they're having the size of the freaking blockchain, you know, in yeah. terms of what needs to run on the server that probably excites plane because you can sit here and say, you know what, we can downgrade our server. I mean, we don't need mm. to run a node that's as big because it just went from I don't know, 700 gigabytes to 350 gigabytes. Well, now we can run a 500 gig server and, you know, for the next four months, five months, year and save a little bit of money. Yep. You know, all the data, the blockchain, the, the block that the node that does the block is compressing the data and sending the data out to every other node compressed. So those nodes don't have to compress it. How's that? Just think of that from an efficiency standpoint with 120 nodes or whatever there are. They all get the data compressed. Mm. You know, all of a sudden, new block, it comes in compressed already. That that has to, I mean, just think of how hard this system has to work to do all that. And now that's been removed. I mean, I, I, I don't know what that equates to in scalability or in efficiency or in dollars. or I don't know what it equates to, but it has to be something. Mm. Yep. There you go. We did it, guys. Thank you for listening. Another episode. And we're very thankful Task had uh, power this time. So's Task. <laughs> so's Task. For, for, for reasons more than the show. I like warm showers, although Very good. you know, a cold Very shower good. in Florida when it's 85 degrees is not the end of the world, but yeah, true. Appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, Zach and my path to fire on YouTube, as well as everyone watching it on Vim. Thank you guys, uh, everyone listening to the replay. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and watch us on uh, three speak. Because you speak, we speak, we all three, sp we all speak for three speak. Like, that's the see. I should do the motto marketing for them. No, you should have somebody embroider that on an afghan or something. Yeah, on a hand I, hat I if if I could find fitted hats, I'd get the three speak logo and and put it on my hat from now on. I just can't find fitted hats anymore. They're it's hard to find fitted hats. <sighs> Anyways, that's for another rant. The, this, the struggles of your life, John. It's dude. It's, it's yeah. Anyways, be good to each other. We'll see you guys on Friday for the Q&A. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.